Welcome Tyndale. Welcome to Abide. Week 9. I am. John chapter 8. Thank you for coming to spend time in the Word, to spend time with Jesus, and to spend time with myself and many others that seek stillness, that seek to be quiet and to pull away. So if you haven't already, find that inner space, that inner room, or you can close the door and where you know you won't be disturbed for the next 30 minutes. You can either sit or lie down. You want your body to be alert, yet relaxed. You want your body to be at ease and yet awake. And so let's begin with a nice deep inhale and exhale. And as you inhale, just imagine Jesus saying, I love you today. So inhale his love. And as you exhale, imagine yourself saying to Jesus, I love you today. And so if you don't get anything else out of these 30 minutes of quiet, you can do the most simple act of just breathing in, I love you, and breathing out, I love you. Because this is the root of all of our lives, of being created by God out of love, <laughs> being sustained each day by God, because of love and we come to this time because of love so we inhale his love and we exhale out love for our God and just do a gentle scan of the body just noticing where you might be holding any tension. Maybe it's in the head. Maybe it's a furrowed brow and you need to relax your face and relax your jaw. Or maybe your shoulders are tight. And so you wanna gently press your shoulders back and down and to relax them. Maybe you're holding tension in the hips or the legs. And as you breathe in and as you exhale out, just sense a releasing 
a softening of any of those tensions that are built up in the body and a letting go now. I've heard it said that meditation is the best gift that God has given us in this life. That we can pull away from all of the responsibilities and all of the chaos. And we can pull away and, and be still, to rest, and to just be. I'd like to, like to read to you today a little mantra, a little song from a beautiful writer and singer named Margaret Rizza. And it's just four lines, and I'll read it three times for us to settle into our meditation. Silent, surrendered, calm and still, open to the word of God, heart humbled to his will, offered is the servant of God. Silent, surrendered, calm and still, open to the word of God, heart humbled to his will, offered is the servant of God. Silent, surrendered, calm and still, open to the word of God, heart humbled to his will, offered is the servant of God. And for our gratitude practice today, I'm going to give you one minute and I want you to just think of all the things that you're grateful for right now. However big or small, maybe you feel just full and bubbling over of gratitude and maybe you feel very dry and there's nothing there. And so I invite you, I'll give you one minute just to sit with Jesus in all honesty and sincerity, for that's the best place to begin. 
and just see what this moment, this minute can bring forward. And the minute starts now. to one more round of gratitude and this will be a bit different for us the story we're going to read today with Jesus there is a lot of back and forth and conflict you might say and we too in our lives have relationships that we don't fully understand don't understand each other or ourselves in them. We are hurt or have hurt others. And so I'm going to give you another minute to ponder one relationship that is challenging right now, where there's conflict or misunderstanding. And I want you to open this relationship to God and see how this challenge might be opening you to grow and to see life differently and to humble you or think about life differently. And so I'm going to give you this minute to ponder this relationship and offer God your honesty and maybe hidden in this is a treasure of gratitude for how you might grow, change, listen, transform. So I give you one more minute to bring forward this relationship that is more challenging right now.
Very good. Today's reading is in John chapter 8, verses 48 to 59. And Jesus is in a conversation about who he is and what he claims about himself. And so listen to his words and listen to the questions and the accusations that are made here. The Jews answered him, aren't we right in saying that you are a Samaritan and demon possessed? I am not possessed by a demon, said Jesus, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. I am not seeking glory for myself, but there is one who seeks it and he is the judge. I tell you the truth. If anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. At this, the Jews explained, now we know that you are demon possessed. Abraham died and so did the prophets. Yet you say that if anyone keeps your word and he will never taste death, are you greater than our father Abraham? He died and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? Jesus replied, If I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. My Father, whom you claim as your God, is the one who glorifies me. Though you do not know him, I know him. If I said I did not, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. You are not 50 years old, the Jews said to him, and you have seen Abraham? I tell you the truth, Jesus answered, before Abraham was born, I am. At this, they picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus hid himself, slipping away from the temple grounds. Listen for the leading of the Spirit. The Jews answered him, 
aren't we right in saying that you are a Samaritan and demon-possessed? I am not possessed by a demon, said Jesus, but I honor my Father, and you dishonor me. I am not seeking glory for myself, but there is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. I tell you the truth, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. I tell you the truth, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. Keeping the word, obeying the word, holding the word, abiding in the word, remaining. All of these words begin to circle around and around into a union. A genuine believer, a genuine disciple, seeks to remain and to hold, to keep the word in its heart. And as we obey and keep the word, perseverance begins, which then establishes a genuine faith. I tell you the truth, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. Oh Jesus, we come to you today because we want to seek your word and to keep your word and yourself very close to us so that it might be our treasure. Where your treasure is, your heart is, your word says. And this is our intention as we come here today, that we would remain in you and in that remaining, that life or death, joy or struggle, that life would be eternal in you no matter what. Jesus, grow, grow in us this gift of keeping your word in our hearts. I tell you the truth, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. At this, the Jews exclaimed, now we know that you are demon possessed. Abraham died and so did the prophets. And yet you say that if anyone keeps your word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died 
and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? Jesus, it's, it's interesting to look in on this conversation and to see how yet again the people don't understand you. You're misunderstood over and over and over again. The people cannot see that you are the beginning and the end. You are before Abraham, before their worlds began. And yet they're unable to see. Jesus replied, if I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. My father, whom you claim is your God, is the one who glorifies me. Though you do not know him, I know him. If I said I did not, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. You are not yet 50 years old, the Jew said to him. And you have seen Abraham? I tell you the truth, Jesus answered, before Abraham was, I am. At this they picked up stones to stone him, but Jesus hid himself, slipping away from the temple grounds. Father, whom you claim is your God, is the one who glorifies me. Though you do not know him, I know him. O oh Lord, the Jewish people worshipped God, and yet they're unable to see that Jesus, who made himself lower, who God brought to us, is this God they're unable to see. And so we go back and forth with Jesus and the people misunderstanding. And Lord, so it is with us. These conflicts within ourselves, sometimes we feel it in our own beings, or we feel the conflict with friends or family members or people we work with. And I sense if the Jews here were only able to be still and to listen and to surrender 
to new ways of thinking, to new ideas that weren't just about themselves and what they already knew. The Jewish people had very little ability in this story here to to hear Jesus out. And so they pick up stones and want to rid him out of their presence. How quick are we, Lord, to be frustrated with other people, with how life is going, maybe even our relationship with you, because we don't understand it, we say, forget it. And so I just wonder, Lord, if in this passage, the invitation to pause, to listen, to be slow to speak, and quick to hear what you are saying. And as we learn to be still in your presence to what you are saying, maybe we can learn to be still in our relationships, to humble ourselves and ask questions and be so quick to accuse and pick a stone up. Jesus, you are the great I am over each relationship we have, over all the circumstances we're living in. Forgive us for making our own assumptions wanting to give up. Lord, may we be people that persevere in our faith. May we be people that humble ourselves, that bend our knee to listen to what you have to say. And it most likely will be very different than what we think might be or happen. But we want to be a people that are willing, people with soft hearts, listening hearts, So I'll read this passage one more time. Lord, may we be able to see your glory, how timeless you are, how amazing your unity with the Father is and your 
your humility to come to the earth to explain yourself. And Lord, in the passage, we see the Jews and the way they misunderstand and accuse and are quick to judge. And so, Lord, may these words illuminate us to your glory, to your timelessness, and to our weakness, and the invitation to be still with you, with others, to listen, to hold judgment, to hold back accusations and stones. The Jews answered him, aren't we right in saying that you are Samaritan and demon possessed? I am not possessed by a demon, said Jesus, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. I'm not seeking glory for myself, but there is one who seeks it and he is the judge. I tell you the truth, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. At this, the Jews exclaimed, now we know that you are demon possessed. Abraham died and so did the prophets. Yet you say that if anyone keeps your word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? Jesus replied, if I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. My father whom you claim as your God is the one who glorifies me. Though you do not know him, I know him. If I said I did not, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. Well, you are not 50 years old, the Jews said to him, and you have seen Abraham? I tell you the truth. Jesus answered, before Abraham was born, I am. At this, they picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus hid himself, slipping away from the temple grounds. Oh, Jesus. Soften us as we move into this day. Illuminate us to your beautiful ways. May we have ears to listen, to be slow to speak. And to join you in your humility, in your selflessness, and your desire to connect with people and bring unity and love. Go in peace, my friends. Go in peace.